Bentley, you ready? Bentley. Ready. All right. <laughs> this is Sandcast, Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis McWhorter. And Bentley Born here, presented by a host of sponsors. We got volleyballmag.com, P1440. With the video, we got Wilson. Unofficially, we are sponsored by Nicolette Martin, who drew up this uh, awesome sandcast ball for us. And then we have Miss Emily Day in the house. Yes. How are we doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Finally got you in studio. I know. The first one was San Fran. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. proper. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. We didn't have the full studio. We didn't have an outdoor studio. You're one of the... Are yeah. They, are they the only outdoor guests that we've had? I think so. Yeah. I don't know, but we won that tournament, so we should do that more often. <laughs> <laughs> we tend to have that effect on, okay. on teams. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. Take it. Yeah, we, we were known as the Good Luck Podcast for a while, because we did... We interviewed uh, Brower and Mewson before Huntington, and then they dominated... Yeah. And then we had a couple winners. We had you guys in San Francisco. Yeah. And um, who else did we? The bad one was yeah. when we had Anders and uh, Anders and Christian. Anders and Christian on. But then I played him in the semifinals <laughs> oh. and lost him. <laughs> oh, you did, lost him. It doesn't work for the host. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's sure. only for the guests. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a bad draw. <laughs> yeah. But, so yeah, so hopefully, when does your season start? Let's see if we can get you some good luck for whenever Yeah, that so goes. we actually leave March 2nd for Sydney. Okay. Yeah, so that's going to be our first one. It's a three-star. And, um, yeah, we're getting ready for that. Nice. That's coming up. Yeah. You guys ready? How's everything feeling? Feeling good. You know, we've actually had a proper off-season, which has been nice. We played in the Hague, and then because Fort Lauderdale got canceled and the other Florida tournament, we had some weeks to really, like, work on things and slow things down and run different plays and different sets and working on... um, a lot of technique stuff, so yeah. we're ready to compete, though. <laughs> yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel like that's always a sort of an unintended good effect of when you have a tournament off that you didn't expect to. Is right. that you're rested and ready to go, and then you really want to compete? Yeah, really yeah, that again. fire's there. Yeah, yeah. And with with Sydney coming up, you mentioned that you and Betsy were working on a couple of different things. Right. Um, I don't know if you want to name any of those in specific, just things that you guys are trying to shore up before the Olympic push begins. Yeah. Um, so I've been hand setting a lot more in practice, okay, so it. everyone can hold it to me when I compete. Because <laughs> nice. for some reason I practice it all off season, and then yeah. you get in the game, yeah, and I get freaked out because um, <laughs> you never want to lose a point. Yeah. But anyways, um, so I've been working on hand setting, um, some different sets, just uh, you know getting up a variety of sets so we don't run the same thing. Mm. And I think it was actually good that came from the Hague because. Playing in the Hague was indoor, and so you had the control to run these different sets. So then right. bringing that back out into the, with the wind has been a challenge, but fun. Yeah. Um, and then I've worked a lot on my passing this offseason. Okay. Yeah. What made hand setting the focus this offseason? Because, I mean, your, your first professional event, you qualified in 07. You know, right. Now we're 12 years later. What made you right. want to go for hand setting this time? Um, I mean, so I didn't even start learning how to hand set for a while. Um, and then Betsy and I teamed up in April of last year and was pretty much, let's just go. And I was a much more consistent with bump setting. And so there wasn't really any time to explore the hands. Right. So yeah, better late than never. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Do you think your last partners liked, uh, hitting off the bump sets or just didn't care as much? Whereas like you're seeing with Betsy that there's more opportunity to give her certain sets with hands. Yeah, and she encourages it a lot. So Mm. at the beginning, obviously... Well, she's a coach, right? Right, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So they weren't exactly consistent, and that's Uh when you just want to go back to bump setting because you know that's your bread and butter. Right. And no, she's like, nope, keep pushing it. 
I love it. That's I'm awesome. Like, okay. <laughs> that's that's been my kind of technique from the beginning was just to or strategy was just like I'm just gonna handset everything no matter yeah. what. And if I get called I don't care. But you just have to like Yeah, how commit. do you not care though? Well, eventually I just wasn't getting called. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You have to push through that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, plus world tour now is like, I'm watching matches like, oh, wow. That's and, legal. Wow, right. That's legal. They're almost encouraging it more. So now yeah. I'm not calling anything. I mean, I don't call much at practice anyway. But right. But now I'm like, there's no point in calling anything. Right. Because the refs might not call it. Right. So if you have more indoor style hands, like quicker hands and you're going to put more spin on it, then go for it. They're right. not calling it. Right. Yeah. With me, like... Even if I double, my bump set was going to be so bad anyway. Yeah, and Betsy like puts it into numbers. She's like, over a long period of time, you have a higher side out percentage off of hands right. than you do a bump set. Yeah. So I feel like her and John Mayer are such a good team together. Yeah. Like when when you are referencing Betsy, it sounds something exactly like yeah. John. Totally. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, because he's the head coach at LMU and Betsy's the assistant. And they're both doing that gold medal squared, so they learn a lot from one another. Yeah. And, so. right. and did have you guys thought about bringing John on? I know your current coach is Jackson, Jackson. correct? And he's like in that mix too because Jackson is was an indoor coach for LMU, uh-huh. and so when he first started coaching, he was working with Tom Black with John Mayer. Okay. So like Tom Black was coaching John Mayer, and so Jackson was in that mix. Okay. And so now sometimes. We go, and Jackson will be at that same practice where John is, and he'll learn from him. So, yeah. Okay. You guys got that, that little... Uh, yeah. Go Lions. Go Lions family, yeah. 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 That's got to be fun, though, to, to have that close little group. Yeah. Everyone's kind of pulling for you guys now. I mean, John's not even playing, so I'm sure he's right. willing to help out here and there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, he's going to be on the road with you guys as well, a decent amount. Ja- uh, Jackson John, or John? Because right? he's going to travel with... Stafford I think, and Billy? Stafford maybe. Yeah. As well, it depends he because he's, yeah, with LMU. Right, right, right. But yeah, when Jackson was out of town, John stepped in and ran practice oh, for us. Awesome. So. I think Mayer said yeah. he was going to travel when he can. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he might then, be on the yeah. road. And the college like, season is so us? short yeah. that it's not even going to be that much of a hindrance. The college season is like two months. It's it's crazy how short it is. Oh, that is crazy. It starts this Thursday, actually, yep. UCLA and Cal Poly, and then it's just like a sprint through May, and then it's over. It's crazy. Yeah. It's fine. I feel like our season's too short. <laughs> like, if this is my full-time job, then yeah. why do I only work like four or five months of the year? <laughs> yeah. Well, because you're training and practicing Yeah, I know, but <laughs> it'd be nice if we had, you know, a little bit more. Yeah. The yeah. income outside yeah, the of income five part, months. The income part of it. <laughs> that would definitely be nice. Yeah. But with uh, with all this talk about LMU, we'd be remiss if we didn't give you a huge congratulations oh, uh, for you. making the Hall of Fame. That's awesome. Thank you. How cool is that That's to incredible. be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, wow. very honored. Um, wow. Was absolutely shocked. It was such a cool weekend, too. Just felt really a part of LMU athletics. And I had past teammates reaching out and my coach that was at LMU and then Betsy and Jackson came, so it was a it was really cool. That's so I, cool. Yeah, it was really special. How did you find out? Like, how do they let someone know that they're in the Hall of Fame? Like, were you waiting on a on a call? No, or? I had no idea. I didn't know like when you're nominated or picked. Um, but a friend of mine who is also on that board, which might have helped me get picked, but <laughs> um, he called me, and it's funny because he's also my financial advisor, and so he had called. 
And I was like, I can't talk right now. And he's like, okay, well, let's set up a call. And so when we got on the phone, I had like all my numbers ready to go, what (laughs) money needed to go where. And he's like, I'm just calling to let you know that you're going to be inducted into the LMU Hall of Fame. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Not the phone call you were expecting. No, no. (laughs) I was like avoiding that phone call. (laughs) I should have just taken it the first time. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. But that's so cool to happen, especially like right before the season, too. A big yeah. morale booster right there. Yeah, yeah. I was glad I was in town for it. Because yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, a lot of the summer and you, were gone. And obviously, Beach didn't exist right. right when you were there. Right. So that's kind of crazy that yeah. you've made most of your career. I mean, you did play overseas right. as well, indoor. Right. But most of your career has been beach. a beach volleyball yeah. player, but at LMU, you were indoor. Yeah. Did they, I'm sure that's all of it's been taken into consideration. Yeah, right? I think right. it helped that I've had a good um, beach career. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, I was good at LMU, and I have some records, but I didn't play on the indoor national team or anything. Mm-hmm. But I think because I've had such a successful career after and yeah. have stayed connected, um, so it was nice. And I'm sure, you know, they're trying to grow that beach program, so they yeah. want to really, like, show and, and uh, yeah. I guess, congratulate you for success on the beach and give right. you, give the next up and coming girls something to look someone to look right. up to and whatnot. Right. And yeah. show that like those indoor girls you can play both. Yeah, true. Yeah. Exactly. So and when you I mean when you were at LMU, did you envision a career in volleyball? No, or? so it was funny, we were actually talking about the story of when I went in to get recruited by LMU and I was sitting in the office with my coach at the time, Strat, and he asked, Oh so what would you like to do with volleyball after college? And yeah. I was like, can I, can you do something? <laughs> that's I, a thing. <laughs> that's a thing. So, and I have to credit a lot of my beach career to my indoor coach because he's the one that made us play beach in the summers. He like said, you need to go play in at least four beach tournaments every summer. Wow. And I don't know if I would have been involved with beach volleyball. I might've played in some, but I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to this tournament, and I got my ass kicked. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, okay, and started training and practicing and fell in love with the sport. Yeah. And you didn't play it at all um, growing up? No. Even even though I grew up in Torrance, no. Yeah. I mean, we went to the beach every once in a while, but no. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That's so interesting. When did you begin to develop like a, a talent for it or recognize that you could be pretty good at beach? Um... I mean, I relied on my indoor skills a lot right. and just hitting the ball as hard as I could. <laughs> so that helped. But I would say it was, you know, I had to get one of those beach tournaments in over the summer. Mm-hmm. My dad was like, hey, there's the AVP Long Beach. You guys could play in the qualifier. And it was Heather Hughes and I. And Oh, I remember that yeah. team, yeah. We were like, Dad, it's like $60 each to enter. <laughs> you only get one match when you if you lose. But we're like, whatever, we need another tournament before we get back to school. Right. And so we signed up. The We had no points, so we were the last qualifier team. We were team 54. And good memory. I yeah. just looked that up. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. And we won all of our matches to qualify. And I was like, yeah. huh, maybe I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got our butts kicked well, by I'm Carrie sure, and Misty. I was, yeah, I'm sure it was quite a, That's a tough draw. introduction. <laughs> the first main draw when you didn't even expect to play in the qualifier was... Right. Carrie Misty. Yep, on their, I think that was <laughs> during their, their yep, their 101 match win streak. Um, and yeah, played them Friday morning, 8 a.m. on stadium. 
Dieter announced us. I still wow. remember that. <laughs> Dang, your first match you got against. That was your first. Yeah, because MVP we were main one. Draw match. They were one. And we were thirty-two. I know, but to have them as your first <laughs> yeah. MVP main draw match on yeah. the stadium with Geeter announcing is like yeah. You want to something straight else? Straight into it, just thrown into the fire. Yeah. So Carrie's sister Casey was playing with me at LMU at the time, mm-hmm. and Car- uh, Casey used to come back with like old suits from Carrie. And so we, Heather and I were wearing one of her old suit tops (laughs) because it's the only one that we had that matched and we had, Casey had two of them and we had to borrow them to, yeah, to play in. I, I don't know if that makes me feel that. better about wearing. I wear I wear tri shorts during the Hermosa qualifier. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Did you some I went down and watched. Yeah, he was just wearing born like yeah. full on, but his it had my name on it. Oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he repped you well. Yeah, uh, yeah, he did. I think yeah, he won. We, we made it in. There you so. go. <laughs> it was funny though. So it makes yeah. me feel better that someone else has done it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then you did uh, two years in Switzerland. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, how was that experience, too? Because you mentioned that, well, I didn't know that there was a career, like, in volleyball out right. of college. And then right. Switzerland, probably a pretty neat experience. Yeah. So I always wanted to study abroad when I was in college, but couldn't because of training and whatnot. And so when I learned that you could play overseas, I was like, I have to do that. And uh, went to Switzerland, and I was lucky enough. There was a lot of other Americans on our team and just had a great time. Yeah. Um, not necessarily making a ton of money, but enough to live out there and travel every weekend. Have some chocolate. That we had, yeah, off. And <laughs> it was awesome. And so played for the same team for two years. That's really um, cool. And it's funny that Stockman has played there also. And I think Heather Lowe played there and Angie Akers. So this, okay. this club has had a lot of beach players. Wow. Yeah. I mean, out of all the places you can go play in the world, Switzerland's certainly not. Yeah, it's not a bad choice. It's not a bad choice, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, Yeah, really. Sometimes you're like out there slumming it. Yeah, no, not here. We got a car. Nice. Yeah, we got paid on time. We got. I feel like if anywhere in the world you're going to get paid on time, it's Switzerland. Yep, you didn't have to worry about it. Ninety percent of the time, you don't get paid on time or paid at all. Right. No, we got. Paid in full so, on. I love way to go listening to, to players' indoor stories because they they can be so different. Like you had like such yeah. a pleasant experience, and then Emily Hartong was like, "Yeah, I was literally the only foreign player allowed on the team." Yeah, and it's she <laughs> went to crazy. Korea, like yeah. listening to yeah. all these rules, and like people don't just don't get paid. Yeah, <laughs> I I got paid, so I I played my season. I got fired um, over social media. Like I didn't know. What were we? They what, dropped me because they, they didn't want to pay me for. Oh no, no no! Riley Salmon was coming off the the Olympics, okay. and he became available. So they dropped me and hired him before uh-huh. the playoffs. <laughs> and, was this in Puerto it, Rico? Yeah, in Puerto Rico. When I was yeah. playing with Casey Patterson. Yeah. Uh, and then over I, social media. Yeah, it was over you. social media exactly. <laughs> and then I didn't get paid like the rest of what I was supposed to get paid. But then next year they were trying to sign another. Uh, indoor national team player mm-hmm. and the u.s federation said well we're not going to pay you until you pay our last u.s player that you had yeah so the next season i got my check i was like yeah oh nice, oh, nice. and that's <laughs> so, great that usa volleyball did that yeah they had yeah. my guy that was nice they wanted a good player so i was like yes yeah they wanted evan paddock okay it's like they're, they're gonna pay me to get him yeah for yeah sure. <laughs> thanks evan <laughs> that's so funny yeah it's i mean whether it's beach or indoors it's always such an interesting story of how 
volleyball players get paid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really is. You never know how you're going to. Sometimes it's yeah. cash in an envelope and sometimes it's direct deposit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Norsecas. Norsecas. You, you don't leave, know if you're going to get paid. If yeah. you leave. Oh, yeah. You had that experience. Yeah. I had to, like, me and Hayden had to get back to the venue, like, really fast to make sure our money didn't disappear. And they're like, you're lucky. It was like a few more minutes. If, if you didn't come back for your money, it would have been gone. Yeah. yeah. The When me and Ben Vaught, uh, we got a silver medal in Martinique in October. Oh, awesome. And so at the players' party, it's like 11 o'clock, and the guy, like the tournament director comes up, he's like, we have a bit of a cash problem. <laughs> he's like, do you accept checks? I was like, yeah. He goes, all right, we'll send one to USAV. And Carissa Cook overheard the conversation. She's like, she was like no. No. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you're just going to make it out to us. Yeah. And yeah. then so, like, ended up writing the checks at, like, midnight at the players' party. Yeah. And then our flight was leaving. We had to get up at, like, 4.30. Yeah. And uh, I lost my check. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I, did. I was, like, checking my bag the next day. I was like, what did I do with that thing? No uh, idea where it ended up. Did your partner, was he so, able to cash it? Uh, yeah, Ben was good. Okay. Ben, everyone else got there, so I just made a donation to Norseka. How much? Apparently. Uh, 500. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> so, flight out there. Know, whoops. <laughs> you could try to ask him. Be like, hey. I, you so I, I emailed him, they responded right away, and I was shocked. Yeah. It's like, no way, you guys got back, and then... The more I emailed them, the less they responded. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we had a sponsor pay for our flights out there, though. Okay. So I was like, well, I just got a free trip to the Caribbean. Right. Like, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. So. It's a good trip. It was, it's always an interesting good story. Good story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Volleyball <laughs> world is, is a little yeah. crazy. What was it like coming back from Switzerland? And then, so did you know, like, when you came back after year two that you weren't going to go back? Or yeah. did you have plans of what you were looking forward to doing once you got back to the U.S.? Yeah, so after my first year, I was coming back to play beach. And um, when I went to leave for my second year, I remember Holly McPeak talking to me. And she's like, hey, um, you're, you're good at beach volleyball. And if you really want to make it, you're going to have to stay here in off-season. And I had felt that because you'd come back in like April or May and just jump into, you know, AVPs. And I felt, you know, out of it and not, not caught up with everybody. So I knew after my second year that I wasn't going to go back, which was hard because I still loved playing indoor and my situation was great, but I knew that I wanted to pursue beach full. That's awesome. And so it's like a good vote of confidence from a person like Holly. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. She um, really took me under her wing at the beginning, and um, like she does so often with college students. Yeah. Yeah. Was there any intimidation factor trying to learn from Holly? At that. I mean, yeah. She her yeah. practices are still one of the hardest ones I've ever been to. Yeah. But uh, I mean, she's a great player and she's a great coach, so it was awesome to to be around her. Yeah. Did you imagine that you would have the success you've had so far today? Like when you first began. Yeah. No. Has <laughs> this been just beyond? It's been, I mean, of course you have goals and aspirations, but I mean, if you would have told me this 10 years ago, there's no shot. I mean, I just liked going and watching the finals <laughs> of the AVP. I never really imagined myself being there, but as I started to play, it became more and more of a realistic goal. Yeah. Um, and after like I had won my first tournament, I was like, all right, I want to keep doing this. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, whatever you guys were doing with Holly, it must have worked. So you came back from Switzerland in 2011? Yeah, sounds right. I graduated then, in 2013, like, like, your beach career, like, took off. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, I mean, because you won, 
uh, Cincinnati with yep, Summer with Summer oh, qualifier. Yes, That's crazy. And beat Carrie. Was that, yeah, right. Oh, wasn't that the one? Twice. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Went from that was my first, don't forget that. That one. was my first year uh, on tour as well, so I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, that was gnarly. Yeah, so Summer was super young, obviously. She had just quit school to play beach volleyball full time, mm-hmm. um, and I was. Yeah, we teamed up, and yeah, it worked for a, for a while. Yeah, so it was fun. I'd say so. Yeah. Ooh, what was the dynamic of that team? Did you split? Yeah, we slip-locked. Yep. We're now going to take a quick second for a word from our sponsors. And before we do, we just wanted to thank you guys, as always, for listening. You are what keeps the show going on. Um, Now, if you want to do us a huge favor and drop us a review on iTunes or Podbean, we would greatly appreciate it. If not, support our sponsors. They're the ones who also keep the show going. So any support in any way, we appreciate. So here's a word from our sponsors on Sandcast. This show has been brought to you by Firefly Recovery. Now, I know that uh, I have done a terrible job with my recovery all season long, which is why I'm a huge fan of Firefly. I always thought recovery, you had to go get a massage, it had to be an hour-long thing, but it doesn't. With Firefly, all you have to do is just strap this thing on to your knee, which is what's been bugging me, and you can strap it on at work, so you can do your recovery while you're getting paid and doing your work. You can strap it on during an airplane, which is exactly what I did on my way to Maryland for New Year's and Christmas. You can bring it on the way back from the plane you can do it in the car ride you can recover on the go doing whatever you want which is exactly why i love firefly it does everything that you would need it to do it moves the blood flow down there and you're naturally recovering you don't need these enormous normatec boots and be grounded you can do it on the move on the go it's a huge help for me um, with how much you have to lift and play beach volleyball i highly recommend firefly recovery so check them out uh, if you are an athlete if you are just uh, a weekend warrior looking to get that soreness out of your muscles firefly is the way to go so hit them up at fireflyrecovery.com. Give them a try. I highly recommend it. This podcast is also brought to you by Wilson Volleyball. I know if you've been following beach volleyball players on Instagram lately, there's a lot of complaints about how difficult it is to play with the dreaded Mikasa, which is used on the international tours. But if you're not playing internationally and if you're not playing P1440, whose season won't be rolling around till late fall anyway, we are back to using the Wilson people. So hallelujah and celebrating that. So if you need a, a refill on Wilson balls, they are the best balls in the market. And best thing yet, we give you a 20% discount here at Sandcast if you Use the discount code Wilson San. By far the best ball. The college players use it. The AVP uses it. Almost every grassroots tour uses it. The CBVA rocks it. There's a reason that everyone uses Wilson. It's the best ball in the market. Highly recommend you pick up a bag of Wilsons today, especially if you want to use our Wilson code Wilson Sand. So go ahead and get yourself a bag of volleyballs today or any other equipment you might need. This next segment is brought to you by Pacific Coast Wealth Management. We are all excited for the race to Tokyo, the 2020 Olympic Games, and therefore I wanted to give you guys an update brought to you by our friends at Pacific Coast Wealth Management over who the leaders are both in the world and in the country. Number one in the race to Tokyo is Vyacheslav Krasilnikov and Oleg Stoyanovsky of Russia, followed by two more Russian teams 
Ilya Lashukov and Konstantin Semenov and Taras Miskiv and Valerie Samode. Uh, I butchered those names for sure, but those are your top three international teams in the race for Tokyo. Number one from the U.S. is the split-blocking extraordinaires Triborn and Trevor Crab with 1,160 points. They are currently ranked number nine in the 2019 standings. The second team from the U.S. currently is Miles Evans and Billy Kalinske with 1,040 points. And ranked number three in the U.S. in the 2019 season is Casey Patterson and Stafford Slick, who are no longer playing together. So expect some changes as the season is coming up. And for now, just enjoy our Pacific Coast Wealth Management update of the race to Tokyo. And now back to the show. Uh, yeah, I don't know how it worked, but it worked. That's so awesome. Yeah. We don't see that. Do I know. Not really anymore. Block? And I used to split block with like Heather Hughes and even yeah. Jen Kessie and I would split block. So, but not so much. I think the Czech team does, but yeah. in the U.S. I mean, there's not many. I mean, there's no men's that do it either in the U.S., right? Um, I mean, you, you do. Trevor, yeah, yeah. It's about now, it. now me and Trevor. Yeah, I mean, you occasionally get teams at like the qualifier level that'll do it, but um, right. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Um, does, is that still recording, by the way? Yeah. Okay. We're good. <laughs> it said something to me. Sorry, people. Oh, it's just like the audio. All right, it's bl- blinking. <laughs> We're good. Um, yeah, I mean, you and Trevor pretty much the only split blocking. At the qualifier level, and the college girls, they'll come out and split block a lot because mm-hmm. a lot of them do in college. Mm-hmm. But I don't think at the top, I don't really think anyone does anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it makes sense to specialize. Like, it seems logical to have two people that just mm-hmm. work on specific things. But at the same time, there's advantages to having two completely different looking defenses yep. constantly switching throughout a match. Yep. And being able to, like, you know, this this look is working a lot like Let's this b- blocker on this mm-hmm. certain hitter yeah and you just keep it and then if they start to get in rhythm just switch it and they're like damn it now i have to figure out a whole new defense <laughs> yeah yeah huh. has its advantages like, you were a good defensive player at lmu too i mean you had yeah. finished with more than a thousand digs right mm-hmm. and 1500 kills yeah so, <laughs> pretty good all around yeah yeah i have to remember that when <laughs> i'm playing defense <laughs> i've been here before and i've done it yeah i know yeah. that that's Something that I will always thought back on because I played a lot of defense uh, indoors, right? And I love defense, I love right. passing and digging balls, but I hated that that I was specialized as a blocker and I didn't and get to indoor, get those reps. Indoor, on the beach. On, on the beach, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't like. Uh, I mean, I didn't like it indoors either. Like when I played middle blocker. Right. Um, but now I'm finally. Back. Yeah. Now, like, now does you're it back. bother you at all that you don't get to get those reps? Yeah, because it's, it's not comfortable if. I mean, now I don't really get stuck back there at all. But, right, yeah. yeah, to lay out and transition like yeah, that. But you're fine. like, but I know how to do it. I could be good at it. Right, I know that right, I'm good at this. Right. But I don't practice it at all. So when I finally get stuck back there, it feels you, so foreign. Yeah, you feel like, silly. Yeah, you yeah. feel silly. Exactly. <laughs> I hated that. And yeah. now I'm, like, stoked because I'm you get so fun to, like, for both. yeah, get a little bit of both. Yeah. Do you ever feel the urge to just get back there sometimes? <laughs> Well, what's funny is Lauren and I played in a tournament in Switzerland, and mm-hmm. I played full-time D, and so it felt good to be back there. I mean, yeah. it was a little rough at first, <laughs> didn't exactly finish well, but um, no, but I like blocking, and I yeah. respect Betsy, and she's very good at defense, yeah. and we'll just leave it like that. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have played well together so far. Yeah. Yeah. And so is this, like, 
Is this your first real go at a, an Olympic push? Or did you kind of, did you and Jen sort of? Jen and I were, yeah. Yeah, we were team three in 2016. Okay, so yeah. we tried real hard. For yeah, and you were with Jose as well. Yeah. Who's now my coach. Yes. Going into this I one. love Jose. Yeah. Yeah. Or Jose. Jose. It depends. Yeah. <laughs> you and Jen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a fun, fun team you guys had going there. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't get all the finishes that you guys wanted in no, terms of No, it Olympics. was tough. Yeah. I mean, we had chances and opportunities. And, of course, like, you always look back. And if you would have done better at this one, then your draw would have been good for this one. Um, and it's a grind. Yeah. I didn't. It was. It was a grind, yeah. a roller coaster, because we were going week to week and just, you know, playing in everything. That was also the year where they opened it up, and um, we didn't get penalized at three stars or opens. You remember that? I forget what it was. Why, why like, would we get penalized in the first place? Um, like, it didn't count as a finish, not penalized. Oh, unless you unless it wanted, to use, wanted it. to use it. Or if it, yeah, if it worked If it helped advantage. you. So we had, like, the top teams going to oh, every... Do you remember that? that? Yeah. That's why I so played So an open and grand... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're the same thing. But, yeah, no, Jen and I definitely pushed for it and uh, came up short. So. And that was Jen's last year. Yep. Yeah. Playing, period. Yep. Yeah, what is... Uh, I'm curious, since I'm in the same situation, like, what's your mindset or going into this next quad and, like, right. having learned a lot from that first quad? Yeah. I mean, you just can't let the highs get too high and the lows too low. Mm-hmm. And I think something that Betsy and I have done well and we've learned from is, like, you know, you go from winning San Francisco to a four-star in Poland, and nobody cares that you won San Francisco. Right. Yeah. So, like, just, again, like, the highs and the lows, you got to stay even-keeled, and you're going to get good draws, and you're going to get bad draws, yeah. and it's just all about what you do with mm-hmm. what you have in front of you. And the key, I mean, you have to get a lot of finishes, and and you want to keep your seating really high, so the key is right. to be consistent. Yep. And I think not celebrating those highs right. so much. It's just, like, celebrate it for the night. right. Acknowledge it. It's great. You don't want to not acknowledge it. Right. Ignore it. Right. Because uh, that's why you're doing it in the first place. But then, yeah, you have to move on. You have a tournament potentially in the next four, four days, days or yeah. something. And, yeah, you got to get another good finish. Because if you have a great finish, you win one event, but then you have a 25th the next one. Right. You didn't help, and help yourself And it's 12, right? Much. 12 good finishes. Yeah. So, really, it's who's the best over and we a have, long period of time. And this time around, we have what? three five stars this year yeah so we might be able to use two more by the time olympic there might be five five stars that count right that's really low so all of those whoever does consistently well in five stars is going to qualify most likely true (laughs) you gotta gotta play well on the big stage yeah and what do you think about like um just like talking betsy through obviously she's a coach she's very Mm -hmm. cerebral player as well which you are um but she's never done this before, you know. Right, right. Which I'm doing the same thing. I got Trevor, who's right. just as good of a player as me, but right. he hasn't been through this experience. All right, what, what kind of stuff are you telling Betsy? If you've started, I don't know. Yeah, um, we just talk about, like, the opportunity that's in front of us mm-hmm. and worry about just us because you can get caught up in, what, oh, what is, what's their draw or how'd they do in this tournament at their points, but mostly, like, just us. You know, kind of got to keep that, like, laser focus and 
just doing the best with whatever opportunity you have because you don't want to look back and say, oh, right. what I should have, could have. Right. Yeah, I feel like it was a, it was a pretty big strain on like my ego. Uh, just being young <laughs> and right. competitive. I mean, I'm competing against like a Casey Patterson. And, right. Like, I mean, guys, is, I don't know if it's worse, but, you know, uh, I highly disliked them at the time and, and I like them as so people hard. but I'm just like I don't want to see like when I see them at breakfast and I oh, know they're thinking yeah. we're all thinking the same thing yeah you're just these guys are your number one enemies yeah uh and you're but the problem is you're traveling with them right so you <laughs> like see them every day at breakfast time. you're like you're you, half hellos yeah like, what's up guys morning you don't want to sit I with hope them. you lose today <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't really want to sit together right right it's just kind of weird but <laughs> you I gotta check you. your ego yeah you know because if you let that emotion like think about every time you see someone that you're traveling the whole world with that you get worked up a little bit or something that that can take a strain on you yeah absolutely. and if every time that they have a good finish it like really bothers right. you like that's right it's, this is a year and a half long process like you can't let all those little things build up to something big i agree yeah. and it's hard because i felt like i'm not that type of person to shut somebody out or right. be mean to them but i found myself hoping everybody would lose of course <laughs> yeah <laughs> which which or, we are going to do again. Right. Like you can't, but you can't avoid I think that. I would be less focused on their draws or who they're playing or if they get this finish and I get this finish, this means that. Yeah, I exactly. think it's just like... Stay in your lane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I'm hoping to definitely do that better this time around. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, Me too. Young and... <laughs> <laughs> You excited. <laughs> Trevor never gets excited when someone else. Does it's going to be anyways. very difficult. He's going to be. He's going to be like throwing up, throwing out money on matches. And yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to try to uh, stay stay focused, but I got to let him do do his thing. I guess. Right, right. You can't let that rub off on you. you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that you probably learned a lot. I would guess from your 2013 season. I was looking at your schedule, and you played in everything. I know. You played in What's six that? AVPs, like 11 FIVBs, and then found some time to win two Norsecas. And <laughs> yeah. Wow, I don't think I could a, do that anymore. It was a crazy season. Yeah. That was the season. That's when I won with Summer. Mm-hmm. I think I were we, was I just playing with Summer? Because there was one season I was bouncing back and forth between Summer and Whitney, and that was insane. I think oh, that one right, was yeah. just Summer, Dear. and then I think the next one was a little bit... Back and forth, or it yeah. could be, it could be know, 2013. Yeah. But I was just looking at it, and I was like, "You played in like 19 tournaments, like yeah. all over the world." Yeah, I mean, we were just going for it. We yeah. were playing in whatever we could. Like, I would get tired playing in like 19 CBVAs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, CBVAs are exhausting though. You're down there that's, all day. <laughs> I think that's worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the little yeah. LA traffic after going home. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think LA traffic is worse than like a 30 hour flight from. No, it's you know, definitely not. But Vietnam. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, what were some of the things that you learned, kind of early in your career? Because 2013, you were still fairly new to mm-hmm. Peach as like a career path, right? Um, so, what were some of the things that you picked up that you have since been able to apply and are now just kind of a regular part of your life? Um, are you talking like in terms of? It could be either either lifestyle or or volleyball in terms of like skill set preparation. Yeah. Oh, I think. I don't know, like, when I was first starting to play, like, you didn't know how much money you were going to make, you didn't know where the money was going to come from, or when it was coming, um, so that's when I really started tutoring a lot, Yeah. 
And then as volleyball was able to like, I was able to make money off of it, let's say, I still continued to tutor as that outlet away from volleyball. Because for me, if I had volleyball all day, it would drive me insane. Um, so even today, I still tutor, and that's like a great balance yeah. for me. Um, and then being able, learning how to take care of my body off the court has also been something that I've learned uh, throughout the years with getting worked on, rolling out myself, stretching, proper warm-ups. Um, it helps like prolong your career for sure. Have you, uh, have you worked with Chad Boshaw? I got worked on by him. Yeah, we all love him. Yeah. yeah. He's good stuff. Yeah, we, had, we had him on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And he, I was just asking um, more for me than any of our listeners' benefits, like what specific things we can do. Yeah. And he said that like vibration is like one of the best things. Like the next day I bought uh, Hypervolt. Yeah. It's been the best investment. I know. I have the hypersphere <laughs> and I really want the Hypervolt. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Yeah, it helps a lot. Yeah. At least we'll have our trainer bringing it on the road, most likely. Yeah. The USA trainers. Yeah, maybe we could, like, check them out or something. Oh, yeah. Well, I have one. Oh. So. You can uh, you can rent it from me. If you want. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> the library card. Give me a drink. Side hustle. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, I don't know what kind of finishes I'm going to get, so. I <laughs> you never know. Got to have a side hustle. Yeah. Um, but you, uh, so you had, like, a really good run with Summer, mm-hmm. and then you and Jen picked up for a couple mm-hmm. of years. Yep. How was, uh, was it different going from summer to Jen? I know you said you and Jen split blocked a little bit. Or yeah. was that always? Always. Okay. Yeah. But just the, the age difference yeah. and the experience level, the yeah, experience. Um, I went from being the older one and kind of like navigating what to do to mm-hmm. like Jen already been there, done that. And yeah. so she took the lead in that role. So it was awesome to play with her because I learned so much versus like Summer and I, we were learning together. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything I could absorb from Jen was a bonus. Yeah. yeah. Is there, does anything like stick out that she taught you or that you kind of took from her the way she approaches tournaments, practices? I mean, she's a very competitive person, but I always thought it was interesting when she said she was going to work on something in practice. She didn't care what the score was. Like, she was working on it. Yeah. And I think that takes a certain level of maturity because even in practice, you want to win when you play a set to 21. But she would say, okay, I'm working on my high line shot. And she'd do it the entire time, and um, whether the team knew it or not. But, uh, you know, that maturity level to be like, I'm going to get better at this today yeah. mm-hmm. um, is something that I took away. That's cool. Yeah. Do you do you apply that sometimes? Yeah, Betsy and I will talk before practice on what we're going to work on, just to try to hold each other accountable. When we get into the stuff with scores on it, it's harder yeah. for me. Because <laughs> yeah. I just want to, you know, hit the open court. Exactly. It's always good to let your partner know beforehand. Right. Just like, Why did you just hit the thirtieth high line that they? Yeah. Did? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that today actually at practice because Jose is always. Uh, I mean, everyone, everyone that plays me knows I'm. I, I start off with a little angle. Yeah. It's always more angry. And I'll just keep hitting it more and more just to yep. see how far the yep. defender will go. <laughs> like, really? You're going to keep going? Yeah. All right. And then I'll be like, all right, fine. I'll take the 30 feet of high line that he gave yeah. me. But, yeah, I do the same thing in practice. Yeah. When I start doing that in the game, though, it's pretty dumb. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. That angle hit is just so fun, though. It is fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> eh, there's still a little there. Yeah. I might as well take it. Yeah. <laughs> but then it opens up that high so line. so tired of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That thumbs down. That stings. <laughs> Lefty doesn't work as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And then I'm really curious, did when you and Brittany partnered up, mm-hmm. did you were you looking to become a full time blocker or was it just that that was a good partnership um, opportunity you knew you could block well? Um, so when Jen and I broke up, it was right pretty much after that we knew we weren't going to the Olympics. So it was mid season 2016, okay. and so I didn't have necessarily a ton of options. Um, I felt like when I was split blocking that I was a better blocker than a defender. And so I was prepared to take on that role. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you and Brittany mesh? Because you have between Summer, Jen, and Brittany three just personalities could not be on any opposite. Yeah, I know. No, Britt and I meshed well. We were actually um, friends before. And so whenever we traveled with USA, it was um, nice to have breakfast with her, catch up, or go to dinner. So we had that like off-court relationship, and then when we teamed up, it clicked right away because yeah. we won Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. That was our first tournament together. Oh, that was the first one? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that worked. Yeah. You guys are like the big game hunters. Like you won like Manhattan twice, New York, Hermosa. Yeah. You won some big ones together. Yeah, yeah. You guys showed up. Yep. It's fun. What do you think it was that, that made you guys play so well together? Um, I think our – I felt like Brittany – brought out the best in me. She um, allowed me to be my like own personality on the court. I was a lot more vocal and um, felt more confident. She gave me a lot of confidence when I played with her. And so, yeah, just, I don't know, it worked. Yeah. And we had that off-court, um, always enjoyed talking with her and whatnot. Yeah, I feel like having an off-court relationship helps so much with you allowing yourself to be like your true self right, on the court, right. too. It's like not that you and Jen might not have been friends off the court, but like I feel like that intimidation factor, right? Just of playing with Jen Kessie, like silver medalist, right? Like probably you were probably like a little more more careful, right? Um, I don't want to assume anything, but I, that's just how I am. Like when I'm practicing with like Kame, for right. example, I'm just like okay, whatever you say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. There was some of that for sure with Jen. Um, I mean, we had a we had a ton of fun off the court, but you know. She had been there, done that, so I just listened to whatever she yeah. had to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely am I mean, I'm in Heiden, that transition yeah. period now where I feel like much more myself on the court. I'm just right. like being super me versus for where I'm like running the Hayden system, which right. is such a, I'm so grateful for. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of my career, that's perfect. That's what you want to do. Um, but yeah, definitely think it's it's important to for every athlete to find their own authentic self on right. the court. It's just like, I don't know. It just gives you more energy, right? And and ability, uh, confidence to yeah. to kind of take chances and and all that, rather than like, I don't know if I should do this because right. it's not part of what we're doing. Yeah, it, it's wrong. It might be wrong, but now I'm just like, there's no wrong. Right. Like, I'm making it up as I go. We're both making it up. So it's just more fun. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. More and creative I think, like, too. Like it helps you like lose well together too. Because that's, like, a huge... You're not going to win every single tournament. Right. So, like, I feel like that's one of the huge kind of parts of a successful partnership is how well you can take a loss or setback and kind of move on from it. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's tough to do. And um, with Britt and Betsy, I felt like we we could sit down and have an honest conversation about it, and it never felt, like, one-sided. Yeah. Yeah. That's super valuable. Yeah. But with starting out with a Manhattan win... Um, I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Was it like, were you like, holy cow, like, I mean, where do we go from here? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, because especially coming off the low of not making the Olympics, like we knew we weren't going, 
Jen and I, we had broken up and playing with Brit. And then winning was just like, oh, what just happened? It was amazing. <laughs> I saw the after party at Sharks Cove. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, it was. I know the final was crazy. It was 1917. 1917 with in Summer the third. And Lane. Yeah, against Summer and Lane. With an ace to win it, right? Was no, that, that was that was the second, that was the second one. Time. Oh, sorry. <laughs> This yeah, 1917. There was no free score. Oh right, okay, got it. And we had been serving lane, but summer kept going on too. And I just remember Brittany got a dig, and I was like, "Just set the ball." And then Brittany <laughs> said, "Didn't set that." Yeah. Isn't, oh. that nerve- <laughs> isn't that nerve wracking when yeah. you have to set the last ball? Yeah, you're like, it's great that I don't have to side this out, but like, yeah. I have to put this in the other spot. Yeah. I remember when we were. Uh, we were playing for the bronze and world tour final and yeah. Hyde and Doug uh, came like super high and spinning. I'm just like, Oh, here we go. You have enough time <laughs> to think just, about it. Right. I just got to get this ball to the spot and I can win this match. Like I'm assuming he's going to put it right, away. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so nerve wracking like waiting for that thing. Stops too. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember we had a timeout, I think like 15, 15 and DJ Roche like drops, lose yourself. By Eminem. I'm oh, like, yeah. okay, here we go. Let's and do this. And the greatest public yeah. song ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. What was that feeling like when it drops? I mean, I can't even imagine winning a Manhattan Beach Open. That was your, was that your second win? Third? That was my third win. Okay. Yeah. But that's the, yeah, the most special, I think. Yeah, what does it compare? Because, I mean, I'm sure it was Cincinnati had to have been, like, totally unexpected. Yeah, totally unexpected. Um, Cincinnati was, I mean, the first one is obviously fun. Um, but I didn't have my family and friends there. Um, it was in Cincinnati. and M's entourage. Yeah, yeah, the entourage was not there. They were watching at home. Um, and then, I mean, Manhattan Beach was just, like, that was just great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my, like, sister rushed the court. We just got, I know, I know about Shellback and that winner's table. I've yep. seen everybody up there before. I was like, it's my turn. Yep. That's so uh, awesome. Yeah. So it was really fun. Yeah. It's too bad they don't put the checks up in Shellbacks anymore. Yeah. The but che- then. Checks aren't as good as the other ones. Right. The $100,000 ones. Yeah. But it would be cool to like yeah, forever if, live in Shellback. If I win it, I'm going to run up there and be like. Oh, well, they don't even give you checks on the ABK right. anymore. Yeah. Come on. It would be funny if, like, they actually did differentiate the size of the checks with, like, how the much money. money. Like, the old school ones would be huge. Well, no, there, there's huge ones, like Phil and Todd, Carrie Misty. Right. I think Rosie has a huge 100,000 yeah. one. And then uh, when it was the Cuervo tour, uh, Hayden and Scott got one. And yeah. It's, like, this big. I think and, Crawford and it was, like, Whitney has 20 grand, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of sad. But it is cool to party at Shellbacks after. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I partied after two losses. There you go. <laughs> it's the other way. <laughs> either I've way, the beer tastes too. good. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's why bars are great in any economy. People are either celebrating to go there or right. they're drinking the yeah. loss. <laughs> that's true. You're celebrating Shellbacks or you're drinking off the loss. Yep. That yeah. was the first place I went to when uh, I didn't qualify for Manhattan this past summer. <laughs> Straight to shellbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get a uh, like a history of M's entourage? I yeah. know we kind of like briefly covered it. When we were in San Francisco. Yeah. Like, how did this start? Because it's not like a pretty. It's like a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, <laughs> so because living in Torrance, I have a lot of family friends, and they used to come to CBBAs, and then they 
be there at the... I don't know how they show up on a Thursday to watch me qualify <laughs> or Friday morning, but they were there. Um, and I think it was... We were just trying to go back, like 2014, they were at Huntington, and in between games, um, they were at the bar, and they're like, we need to make ourselves, like, we need to make this official, we need a name. And so the next thing I knew, I got an email of all these different names that they wanted to call themselves, and then came up with M's Entourage, and my sister was the leader of it, and (laughs) got t-shirts made, and she works for a marketing company so she got the logo made mm-hmm. and they were all about it that's so cool yeah so how many do you have like a number of how many are in amazon <sighs> it's hard to say because like i have family on the east coast that will show up to new york yeah i mean when we order shirts it's like around 50 that's awesome yeah and a lot of them <laughs> will be at like for sure huntington hermosa manhattan yeah and then the bright blue yep that teal shirt. You'll see them. Yep. <laughs> and then now I like advertise the sponsors. Like, hey, you can put your logo on these shirts. That's a great oh, idea. That's awesome. yeah. yeah. And then the sponsors pay for the shirts, which is great. And so my family and friends don't have to pay for it. That's perfect. Yeah. And then they have now 45 people walking around Manhattan Beach with their stuff on. So you exactly. should do that for your shirts. That's a great idea. Yeah. We should throw a sandcast on Who the logo. To? Yeah. <laughs> on, there you uh, go. On your shirts. There you go. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. Marketing. Sponsor. Amazon Trash. Yep. <laughs> Love like it. They're a, lot, they're a lot nicer than uh, Rosie's Raiders. Yes. By the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've told them the only nice things. <laughs> Rosie won't. Rosie refuses to tell them anything. He's like, Right. They do whatever they want. I don't know. <laughs> Rosie, damn it, your friends. Yeah. They're off making trouble again. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Remember Chase Frischman when him and Brunsting were playing together? So they had like the oh, whole yeah, they had Laguna the, contingent there. They were, I forget what the Frischy's friends. Frischy's friends, or, yeah. Or the, the Ledge Legion or you know, whatever they called Their themselves. first year we played them in Manhattan. And yeah. they were just, they were heckling me and hiding the whole time. I mean, we were winning. So it wasn't <laughs> they kept them. going. Yeah. Like, Damn, these kids got some like good friends out <laughs> <Yeah>. here. Yeah. <laughs> they drove. Uh, I'm pretty sure that like they were worth about 10 points per set against Ratledge and Loomis in oh, the right. hunting qualifier when they first made it. Ty was like throwing balls into the crowd at him, like yelling at him. Oh, Yikes. That's the best. And so, Yikes. And, I mean, they were eating it up. I love it. <laughs> so. Yeah. And it works, man. If you have a bunch of, like a group of people cheering against you, whether it's positively or negatively, yeah. negatively tends to work even more. Right. <laughs> Not that you want that. Yeah. Right. But, uh, I mean, that's a serious advantage to have a group of people. Like, I remember so many matches where I'm playing and I just notice that the fans are cheering for the other team more than us. And it just kind of like, just a little bit. It just bothers me. And then I notice myself like getting a kill and then looking at everyone like, why aren't you cheering now? I'm like, like, damn it. Now I'm getting distracted with the fans. Yeah. Like they're getting, they like to me. Yeah. M's entourage likes to claim, you know, a couple points every match. Yeah. 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 They definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Even if it's one point a tournament, you'll take it in our sport. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. 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 It makes tournaments super fun. I would bet. Super fun. You get like a huge group of people to hang out with. And it's probably like a great conversation piece for people, for like fans and stuff. Yep. And random people asking for shirts and they want to know. But it's nice, too, because they know that, like, I'll talk, chat with them real quick, and then they go off and I go off. So yeah. it's not yeah. like I have to entertain them. Yeah. Also, where, where, one would, where, where would one get an, an Amazon Trash t-shirt? From me. There I don't go. know what I'm going to do. Because part of me, 
I like it that it, everybody that wears it is like a f- family or friend. Right. But then I want to open it up to everyone. So yeah. I haven't really like put it online yet, but I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be a real fan of them if, you, if you're going to wear these shirts. Yep. You can't be cheering against the other team. You can't be <laughs> neutral. Yeah. You got to be on the entourage. Yeah. No switching <laughs> sides. <laughs> yeah. I like it. And, and I love it because I feel like our sport lacks a little bit of the, um, the fan base for specific teams, you know? Right. Well, it's hard because people switch. Right, exactly. Yeah, so. that's true. But it would be beneficial to our sport to, to have more of that where people are, like, showing up to a tournament cheering for their favorite team. Right, and they follow the Rather than just tournament. like, oh, I'm going to go observe volleyball today. Right. You know, that doesn't exactly sell as well. What or, like, volleyball? get people hyped up and, like, yeah. bring the energy up. What if volleyball implemented, like, you know how the NBA and MLB have, like, trade deadlines? Yeah. I feel like a deadline for when you could switch partners. I mean, it's not the worst <laughs> There's idea. There's a lot of ideas. <laughs> but I what feel like sometimes that naturally happens. It's so hard. I don't yeah. know. Because, like, I mean, with the Olympics, all these teams are pretty much set. Yeah. But we also have um, two people on a team. So if one person's injured or something or not playing well, yeah. then, True. then you're just screwed. <laughs> Yeah, we'd, we'd, have to, exactly we'd have to think this through a yeah, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, what if you could have a bench player? There's three people on a team. Yeah, you could just have like your reserve. Yeah. Like in snow volleyball, you be got great. four Get paid to cruise yeah. on the bench <laughs> in our sport. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, a lot of people throw around like that we should do like, oh, like playing for owners kind of thing mm-hmm. or even for states. I've heard that one. I think that would be so cool. Where you have an owner, you're like, okay, you're going to be the owner of Team yeah. Oregon, but you're going to have to, whatever, you have a draft or a bidding, yeah. so you have to, you're going to have to pay more for the top right, athletes right. kind of thing, um, or something like that. That'd be cool. So, so then you're representing a state. So everyone right. from that state's like, yes, that's my team, no matter who's playing on it. Right. Um, I'd be pretty bummed if I wasn't on Hawaii, though. Yeah. If I'm, like, playing for Oregon against Hawaii yeah. and all the Hawaii, I'm like, this sucks. Like, I think it'd be no so offense, Oregon, but... Right. If, like, your hometown. if the pro tour took on the college model, I think that would be a, an interesting look at Beach Volleyball. With, like, uh, having a whole squad and, like, yeah. five teams yeah, so score. Yes, like, if Hawaii drafted, like, five teams and then, you know, they would travel to play... Like South Bay, right? Mm-hmm. You know, for on March twentieth, mm-hmm. then you would know like Court One is Try and Trevor versus you know Phil and Nick, and, and then, then you would know you have a guaranteed matchup. Players are on salaries, and then the teams are collecting sponsorships. Yeah, for right. what the athletes are wearing. Yeah, so that's kind of the owner's incentive is how to make money off of his team, right? Through sponsorships and whatnot. It'd be cool. Yeah, be I think. Uh, I mean. You can do, like, a test event, you know? Yeah. Just do a one-off event w- without the owners and all that stuff. Yeah. You just you create just have, teams. Like, players represent. See if yeah. it works. Remember we did that USA versus Brazil? That was awesome. Thing? That was pretty cool. Yeah. Down in Rio before the Rio Olympics. Brazil flew us out. Yeah. Like, the top five U.S. Yeah, teams or something? Four, yeah, four or five. And uh, I just saw a picture recently yeah. of all the girls jumping. And I was, yeah. like, standing next to them and was like... <laughs> <laughs> I just did like standing the earliest jump pick. with yeah standing jumping pig with all the girls. It was kind of funny, um, but yeah, we all got flown down to Brazil first mm-hmm. class, mm-hmm. Uh, and we just played in the tournament where it was all the U.S. versus Brazil, and we had different matchups. Yeah, it was what was scoring. the format? I know I made the finals, but like 
we were all so out of shape because it was our off season and, it was and Brazil their, was in yeah. season. So we all got smoked. But me and Hayden got smoked a little less. Mm-hmm. So we were in the finals. And we got you get paid for being in the finals. Like right. It's based on your ranking for your country, not for how many matches you won or right. whatever. So that was pretty great. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. That's such a cool idea. Mm-hmm. I would love for that to happen again. If we like, we bring Brazil over. Yeah, and then be really cool. just like rotating. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kind of like golf does, like the Ryder Cup. Do yeah, I, I feel sweet. like you know, why not USA Volleyball put on one event a year, two events a year, like specialty events. I think that'd be rad. Yeah. It would be sweet. And collaborate with AVP. USA yeah. Volleyball AVP collaboration event. Well, that's the hard part. It's the collaboration. It is hard. <laughs> collaboration in our sport is very difficult. <laughs> yeah. There's not enough. Uh, pie to go around I think yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh speaking but with, of that but with uh <laughs> with you guys going for the Olympics again mm-hmm. um this is Betsy's kind of first run at it so like you and Betsy's still relatively new partnership how has that chemistry developed obviously pretty quickly in the yeah. first year yeah I think it's developed quick um and we didn't have at the very beginning of us playing together we didn't have great finishes like we never really had that honeymoon phase (laughs) um so we've worked through it um and trusted each other and our goals and like motivations and all that um and so it's I think the LMU thing helps you know we both have went to LMU and she's a she's a great person on and off the court so super easy to get along with and uh, communicates well and so yeah Going how, how was uh, the partnership formed in the first place? Because you and Brittany had such a great run. Right. I didn't know if it was like Brittany picking up someone else or you going right. to Betsy. Um, so Britt and I had played in Fort Lauderdale, and then she broke up with me. We were not having great international finishes. Yeah. And it was kind of that time when you either were going to lock it in yeah. or you were going to decide to break up. Mm-hmm. So timing was crazy. Like... Uh, she broke up with me. I missed out on going to China, but then I went to Maria Salgado needed a partner for her Brazilian tour. So then I went to Brazil for a month. Oh, that's awesome. And in that time, yeah, in that time there was a lot of shakeups. And so I was calling and had been chatting with different players. And so Betsy and I like agreed to play with one another without even practicing together. So there was, there's that level of respect. Like we both knew. Yeah. Um, how well each other played and what um, where we wanted to go and what mm-hmm. we wanted to do. Yeah. And you mentioned the that it's you weren't having international success. Right. Like, let's talk about that difference of yeah. like it's crazy how some teams are like dominating AVP but right. they, like can't really translate it to the world tour. Yeah. Like what's what what are those differences? I don't know. If you <laughs> can tell me Yeah. I mean, uh, it's hard because it was like literally running our head against the wall. Like, yeah. We do so well. We beat the top American teams, but they'd still be doing much better on the world te- world stage than us. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know what, like, I feel like I'm a good traveler and Brittany was too. I didn't see that as a problem. Yeah. It's a different ball, but we'd always train with Mikasa. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the level of scouting is way more on the totally. world tour, and so tendencies really show up. Right. And so maybe Britt and I were carrying those too much. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. If you can figure it out. I don't know either. That's why I, I try to steal yeah. stuff from <laughs> intel from people on the show. So. <laughs> um, it's no, it's certainly different, too. though. 
like when you play against other international teams, like you really have to be on top of your yeah, like your scouting reports mm-hmm. and, and understanding that they're making adjustments based off what they saw, usually like the last match. Yeah, they a have. A lot of times it's the last match. So I always have that in my mind. Like I just, uh, whatever, if it's that cut hit right. that I always do. And it's no secret. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> please, people, keep playing it. Uh, then you'll like see them playing to the tendencies of your last right. match. And you have to be quick to realize that. Yeah. Um, before you give up like two or three, you know? Yeah. It's like, they stepped in it, okay. Now they stepped even further and you hit a high line, okay. I know what they're doing. Yeah. And then it's like you keep going away from it until they make an adjustment back and then it becomes a cat and mouse. Whereas I feel like AVP is just like, we just go and like play street ball. Yeah. You know, that's kind of yeah. how it feels. And I feel like on the world stage, way more consistent. If you're down like four points on the world, it's real hard to get mm-hmm. back. Where AVP, you can... Some there's yeah. more mistakes made. Yeah, I mean, you can, think that is. Well, the lower level teams, you're well, playing better teams, right? Yeah, all the time. On there's the there's tour, no so. easy matches. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty much the obvious issue. Um, but I mean, the ball is different. Like mm-hmm. everyone loves playing with the Wilson for a reason because right. you have more control mm-hmm. and it's a little heavier, so it's easier. I think it's easier to. To hit hard and that be able to yeah, put top spin yeah. on it. Exactly. So it's uh, it's a combination of things, I think. Mm-hmm. And you're just more comfortable. You're at home. It's fun. Yeah. And you're like, everyone, you have fans cheering for you. Whereas when we're overseas, pretty Spring much no one's... Town. There's like that one fan that'll show yeah. up. Like, yeah, I'm American. Woo! <laughs> yeah. They're like, all right, sweet. Thanks, man. Yeah. But other than that, like, usually we don't have anyone cheering for us. Yeah. It's different. <laughs> it's very it's, different. The odds are stacked against you, with, yeah. especially with your 12-hour jet lag. Yeah. Well, whatever it is. True. I'm about to have that going to Qatar. Yeah. 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 It's and it's going to be like 100 degrees. Yeah. We're going to play during the day. A little different than here lately. A little different. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. Exactly. Freezing. We're spoiled on AVP. Now we just need, <laughs> yeah. need that to be a full-time <laughs> tour. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. Was it a bit of a breakthrough then when you and Betsy won in Haiyang? Yeah, yes. That was my first gold medal on the world tour. Hey. And well, we, you did win some Norsecas. Yes, so. I won some Norsecas, <laughs> and Summer and I won World University Games. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that that felt good, you know, just being out there and winning and going from start to finish the entire tournament and playing well. Yeah. Was it, like, were you playing any different than any other international tournaments where you said that, like, for whatever reason it didn't translate over? Or was yeah. it just you and Betsy were just on a roll? I, uh, we were on a roll, and I felt like we were playing well when we needed to play well. And, you know, squeaking by... So so many matches are won and lost by two points, and we were the ones winning by two points. Yeah. So, yeah. so it was helpful when you're, yeah. on that, when you're on that side of things. Yeah, I can't point to one thing. We were in China... And I feel like Betsy and I really embrace China well. Like, we're good at packing food. We like to get our Chinese foot massages. Mm -hmm. And so I think we enjoyed ourselves a lot more than the other teams. (laughs) That's huge. Yeah. Because usually by the the time you get to the end of a China trip, you're, like, burnt out or, like, drained. Like, I remember talking to Trevor at the end of our last one. He's like, dude, I got to get out of here. I'm dying. I'm like, 
I'm actually good. Like, I think yeah. I've done well. And then by, like, the day we're leaving, I'm like, okay, now I need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. I made it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's important to, like, just be enjoying yourself. Because if you're, like, looking forward to leaving and, like, dreading breakfast and dinner rather right. than, like, ah, I get to go enjoy breakfast. You know, that's right. a big thing on the road for us is, like, to go enjoy a meal. Right, right. And it's hard in China. But if you're prepared and you know what's going to happen and you right. bring some stuff, um, it actually helps a lot. Yeah. 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 I've yet to experience that. So <laughs> we'll see you in Cambodia in Good luck. Uh, about a month. So yeah. Do some planning for that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bring some REI meals maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's the way to go. That's the way? Yeah. You can yeah. order them on Amazon. This too. is why I love Sandcast because I just get to pick everyone's brains yeah. and learn from like, <laughs> all right. you guys I'll, I'll teach you something. Don't, <laughs> don't get the, uh, the REI meals that steam up. Like when you mix the chemicals and don't eat it on the plane. Because it looks like a giant bomb. You tried to do that on the plane? I didn't know it steamed up. (laughs) So I'm like, you did the one where you didn't have to add hot water, you just added water and it steamed up. You add water and then you throw the the pouch in. I had never done it before, but I'm like, yep, I'm about to eat a good meal. And and then I like have it like on the table in front of me. And I'm in like exit row. I'm in exit row. Like everyone's around me by the bathrooms. And it's like, yeah, it starts like whistling and like <laughs> shooting like a four foot high Those things, steam yeah, vent. I would have freaked I'm out. Like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> Did someone come over and talk Smoke to you? Smoke and shit. <laughs> I would have loved No, I ran into the bathroom. Oh, yeah, yeah. I ran into the bathroom and just let it go in there. I was like, this, yeah. like, I could easily get like arrested right now or something. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I was, like, running across the plane with this steaming bag. Like, hot, too. <laughs> yeah, and it's hot. Yeah, anyway, don't right, do that. So REIs, but don't bring them on the plane. Don't eat them on the plane. Right, or well, get the ones you ones. just add hot water instead yeah. of this, like, magic pack. Yeah. 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 That's great. Um, I know we've kept you here for a while, so is there anything else that you want to bring up or chat about while you're on the sand? Well, we need to do the, yeah. the oh, math, true. The math Monday question. Yeah, yeah math Monday. Give it to us. Day. Okay, so we know I'm a math tutor, and so every Monday I post a Math Monday question on my Instagram story, and anybody can respond within 24 hours, and if you get it right, or if I help you and you get it right, because I will help, um, you get an autograph card from me. So... I would like to read my question to everyone. Okay. And feel free Drum to roll. try to answer. Oh, gosh. Nah, I'm a writer okay. for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> In a certain college, 40% of the senior class students are taking physics. 30% are taking calculus. And 10% are taking both. If 40 students are enrolled in the senior class, how many students are taking neither physics nor calculus? So 40% are taking physics, mm-hmm. 30% are taking calculus, and 10% are taking both. How many students? There's a total of 40. Sure. And if, <laughs> well, or if you could just tell me how many percent, how much percent, no one's taking All right. calculus, nor I'm going to try to get physics. a sign card. <laughs> yes. So I'm the worst. To answer, <laughs> you got to... Post on your Instagram story of you working out the problem and tag Sandcast. Yep. And tag MDay6. And then send, just send me your answer. On DM? On DM. Slide into the DMs. Direct message people. <laughs> Direct message yeah. me. Just your answer. But we want to see the work on your story. 
I like it. Yeah. Like a proper teacher. Yeah. I want to see work. the work. Show oh, your yeah. work. Yeah. No Google. I remember that. You just brought me back to my yeah, high school like it's days. It's gotta be tough. Has have like you had to adopt like change your tutoring like methods based on technology now. Oh you, yeah. You just look up anything in a heartbeat. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like totally. I might be out of a job soon. But um. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Almost all the textbooks are online. Plus, they do this Common Core math, which is different than how we learned math. I've heard the Common Core is less than popular. Yeah, it's less than popular, but we handle it. Um, yeah, but online. I mean, students are and doing their homework and sending it in via online, so it's yeah. weird with like no paper and pencil. I feel like it's like I mean, my parents are both teachers, and it's basically retiring teachers. They're just like. I never really stayed up to date with this technology, so I right. guess I'll just retire. It's tough. <laughs> like, yeah, if you yeah. don't know how to, like, if you're not a whiz on an iPad, because, right. like, that's what classes are, right? In yeah. high school right. now, it's, like, all iPads. Yep. Then you're, you can't really be a teacher when your kids know more about the... The app or the, whatever. Yeah, yeah, the stuff than you do. Yeah. It's crazy. Do your kids know that, you know, you're one of the best beach volleyball players <laughs> in the country, or do you kind of keep that... Is there, like, a, a separation there? Um, so they know I play volleyball because I, like, tell them and I'm gone sometimes. Yeah. But it's always funny when, like, I get back from a trip or they, like, actually see me play. Or, yeah. you know, they'll come back and they'll be like, oh, I saw you had an article in the Daily Breeze. <laughs> oh, you're actually really good. I saw you on TV. <laughs> I, didn't re- I didn't know. And so. I thought you just played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't really understand yeah. the extent of it. Uh, but yeah, it's fun because I um I taught a few journalism classes mm-hmm. the past couple of years and for the most part the students like didn't you know they didn't bother like looking me up but one of the students like looked me up just yeah. to see and he was just like oh you have a lot of Google results and, and he was like why are there so many pictures of you playing volleyball and yeah then, <laughs> so now like ever like the last couple of months like every time I came to teach him he always asked about Sandcast it's like how's Sandcast. Oh, that's go. cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah was I, was, awesome. I was helping Gabby. Uh, she was picking up some furniture to refurbish, and the husband came out to pick it up, and he's like, are you Trevor Moore? Yeah. From, from the podcast? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, awesome. What? <laughs> from the podcast. It's so fun that's to get, cool. like, recognized out of your circle. Yeah. 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 It's even funnier that it's not. One like, of my neighbors, not too. Volleyball. I know. It, was, it wasn't like, oh, that the volleyball player. Podcast. It was you're the podcast host. That's awesome. Good yeah, for you guys. Great. It's probably Getting listening. Big. Hey, neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have our giveaway. Set yep. up. Now, is there. Give us a, a nice quote here, by the way. Yeah. I actually really love this. Yeah. The harder I work, the luckier I get. Is that, do you know who that is attributed to? On the wide world of the internet, you can Sandcast. guess Mark Twain or Abraham Lincoln are always pretty good guesses. Yeah, or <laughs> yeah. I think it might have been Jefferson. Okay. But, yeah, somebody really smart. Okay. Yeah. I, I really like Emily that. Emily Day, we'll yeah. give you the attribute today. Okay. <laughs> I don't deserve it, but thanks. <laughs> uh, now, the final question for all of our guests is uh, if you could ask, or if you could give one piece of advice to any up-and-coming beach volleyball player, what would that piece of advice be? It's going to be good coming from the teacher. She's got so many. (laughs) I think it's important for an up-and-coming volleyball player to play in whatever they can. To be able to play in a CBBA, in P1440, in an AVP tournament, to go out and try out for a USA team. Like You just need time in the sand. And so I would say, yeah, that's my biggest piece of advice, is just go and play. 
whether it doesn't matter if you don't have a coach there that that practice if you just have four girls together go out there have some drills and then play love it yeah that's awesome yeah I was actually thinking about something along those lines today there's like kid that's coming in after practice training I was like wow how lucky is he is to get these quality reps as a kid right but then I'm also like if I never had because I never had coaching I never got coached on the beach until I was pro but if I never had all those quality reps of just going out and playing and competing and just figuring it out I think I would be worse off than if I was coached that whole time yeah did I say that right yeah but uh I think it's they're both important, you know. Yeah. Get your quality reps. Go get if you if you're lucky enough to be able to hire a coach or be coached in some way. Get those reps. Learn as much as you can. Practice technique, but also just go compete and have fun with it and like forget about that stuff because you have to learn to compete on your own as well. Right. And you're never gonna learn that part of it just through technique right, and like right. listening. And even if you can't like play in a tournament, you can just like bet your friend's lunch or something yeah. like that. That's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Like, it's 1817. You're like a little nervous. Yeah. You're like, I want that brother's lunch. That's what you want. Yeah. That's what you want, people. Like a lot of people run away from that, that nervous feeling. Right. Like, right. Oh, I don't, it's uncomfortable. I don't want that. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're doing. A lot of us pros, we all do this. Yeah. We'll go to practice and, and put something on it. We, winner buys lunch, whoever wins the last match. And it just challenges you every day a little right. bit more. Because if you're playing out there, you're probably very competitive, like mm-hmm. all of us. And it's going to bother you. Yeah. It's going to be uncomfortable. But that's what you want. That's what you're chasing. Yeah. 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 Well, there we have it. Thanks for coming cool. on. Congratulations Thanks. again on the Hall of Fame. Thank that's you. So cool. Thanks. Thanks luck. for having me. Congrats, Monday. Thanks Thank for you. coming on the show. Yeah. Good luck to you and Betsy this season. Thank you. Thanks. Come cheer for us. <laughs> <See> <laughs> Join the entourage. Shoots. Get your shirt, people.